This is Moss Whelan and Story in Mind. Cue theme music. Uh, the topic is Rillier. Um, Rillier is this setting, location, um, but I, I'm also arguing a state of mind. And this is uh, a, a place from a short story, Call of Cthulhu, and that's by H.P. Lovecraft, Howard Philip Lovecraft, Phillips. <clears throat> and it's, it's sort of like stuck in the, in the psyche. It's stuck. It, it's gotten around. People have gotten to know it. Um, perhaps more so than anything else. Cthulhu, I, w- I would say, is uh, this alien deity with this sort of tentacle face. Like a sort of octopus has been squished onto somebody's head. <clears throat> uh, there's more to it, of course, than that. But um, Lovecraft <clears throat> was something I encountered on the bookshelves at home growing up. My uh, stepfather, my dad, uh, he had uh, a number of um, weird fiction books, books of you know weird fiction, and even though it seemed like, say, he had moved on from that, um, that, say, it was something from his teens, you know, uh, young adult days, uh, still they were on the shelf. And so I got to, you know, encounter these um, freaky books. <laughs> so uh, I, th- I think the I think the H.P. Lovecraft one was in this... Um, I'm getting a couple of these books... And two thin books. They weren't, you know, these thick books we have now. These were uh, possibly even, say, considered um, more kind of like, say, a, a novella kind of size. Paperback. And I, I'm getting it kind of mixed up with a couple different books. Uh, the House on the Borderlands. I remember reading that in one of the books. And poss- possibly like a collection of weird fiction. Um really weird cover of you know there's this kid and he's chained to a pig but the pig looks you know really scary more like a a kind of a a boar i guess b-o-a-r sort of a wild pig and the kid looks freaked out and they're on the kind of wasteland um sort of twilight and uh so slightly disturbing Another one was uh, Karnaki, the Ghost Hunter, I think. And uh, that one was interesting, a sort of combination of, say, technology. And then you have, uh, you know, phantasms, um, hauntings. And uh, Karnaki would go in and, uh, say, get rid of the ghosts, pretty much. But for the H.P. Lovecraft, it was a weird cover was a head kind of like a disembodied head and uh, you know say you know this kind of greenish disease going on but also say pieces of glass you know that were embedded in the head and this sort of look look of sort of you know shock what what is going on perhaps a dream kind of quality um for myself things got going more so with a game for Call of Cthulhu. Uh, like, say, the whole game is called Call of Cthulhu. It's not, you know, it's not called Lovecraft or... Um, say that that one story seemed to have sort of struck a note. Like, say, it was the most potent. And in that role-playing game, that's where I got to explore what was going on um, and got a much sort of, you know, broader, grander... Uh, notion of of what was going on uh, before that playing Dungeons and Dragons, one of the source books uh, that was made available um, this was advanced Dungeons and Dragons and these hardcover books and it was I think it was called De- yeah deities and demigods and so it had gone beyond, say, monsters and dragons, and that you could actually encounter these deities. 
and um, in one group of them, it it was uh, the Lovecraft uh, alien deities. So there was Cthulhu, and then other ones. So I think, and I think that that was my safe first visual kind of. Oh, oh look, you know, there's a whole pantheon, uh, kind of compared to, say, um, actual uh, religions, actual. You know, here's actual, um, <laughs> in a way, here's the real stuff, and then the imaginary. Although, of course, all under the, you know, everything under the banner of myth- mythology. But here's an invented mythology, right? Somebody's, Lovecraft has, has put this thing together. And other people have added uh, deities to this list. But then with the, the role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu, um, you know, and actually sort of dev- yeah, devising um, situations and uh, threats from these alien deities. Um, that's where I was actually sort of working with and thinking about um, more so. Uh, on that note, too, I've got to say that, you know, that is right around the time of my own sort of mental health. It was like, say, the, the beginning, not so the beginning, but the um we're sort of like it's definitely risen to the surface you know there there isn't a uh is the word for it which means to sort of you know express this stuff in a healthy way and that didn't exist and so you know it came out in unhealthy behavior and i you know i'd be the first to admit that um and yet there were these role playing games and 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 in that, I also saw my own sort of situation. But let's go back to this short story that has, you know, resonated so much, Call of Cthulhu. So in the, in the story, um, there's this relation of a journey out to this island. Uh, it, it, it was a sunken island. It has risen. Um, there's shades of, say, something like, um, like, say, a a civilization that was lost, right? And so we get these ruins on this island. It's described as a necropolis, um, you know, covered in seaweed and coral and plants. We see buildings. um, It's steaming. And there's this sort of, uh, there's this oppressiveness to this island called Rillier. Um, at the very center of the island is what's called the, the citadel, and that's where Cthulhu is. And uh, so this alien deity is actually on this island, sleeping, and is said um, uh, is dead, but is also dreaming. And there's this potential of, of coming back to life. Uh, there's this element of, say, the you know the subconscious. There's this thing underneath the surface, uh, this sort of say terrible alien part of yourself, and um, you know you don't want it, but it's there, and it you know it rises to the surface. So in a, in a very sort of simplistic way, it's like the psychology of it. You know, it's like, you know, yeah, it, <laughs> we're, we're all walking around with this thing. What was it? These walking, you know, time bombs. And if, if we can figure it out how to vent off, you know, say this pressure, um, the word still escapes me for that act. I've mentioned it a number of times in this episodes, but um, this, this is a great example, right? Say doing this kind of thing, writing about this, um, to some people, you know, it's like, well, you know, why? Why would you write about this? This is sort of like, you know, on, on you know, say the, the horror spectrum, right? This is, this is sort of, um, it, it's not, you know, say, too, it's not too bad. And too, uh, Lovecraft is very, you know, lots of uh, Baroque uh, description, fla- you know, not flowery. I think Purple Pen was described used to describe um, the story 
I think I think too the story starts off earlier with the with a discovery of a statuette. Uh, there's communique correspondence about it, it's, it's it's not uh, one occurrence uh, that there's say groups of people these uh, this cult that seems spread all over the place that um, have become aware of the that the island is back and this alien deity is sort of risen to the surface. And um, a ship goes out uh, to to the island, and so the captain and sailors encounter it. Great descriptions of the sort of strange nature, this alien city, that I think it's like non non Euclidean, that that the, the geometry that makes up the city, that. Say what you see is not what the actual isn't the actual city that it's warped, and um, yeah, the, there's this threat just even to say looking at it, uh, an overwhelming um, oppressiveness. So that's interesting uh because one could say you know just describe it as you know yeah there's this you know sunken city it's risen and that's it and it's like no um there's almost say to the description that say it's it's leaving it open to interpretation right uh, weird things like say that you'll be able to see around the corner or that um you know say it's Almost like say an optical illusion, right? That you know you're, you're looking at it and going, you know, it's like, oh, this is, this is not right, this is not, um, this is not normal, and and I that this gets to the sort of the alien deity, the alien part of it. Um, this is not from Earth, uh, and yet, you know, how old is this city, right? This is predating humanity. It's that kind of stuff, and um, Lovecraft did that um, a number of times, talking about, say, um, uh, both traveling across space and traveling across time uh, with the mind, right? That you, you would send your mind to another planet, right? And, and that could be in the future or in the past. Um, and you say aliens or just beings that travel this way, right? They don't use spaceships, in a way, they use kind of like mind ships and um, facing extinction, right? Uh, this whole species will leave one planet and go to another. Um, it could be their own planet in the future, et cetera, et cetera. So back to Rillier. Um, I find myself circling. I, I go back to this uh, setting and at times I've, you know, thought, I'm, you know, I, I want to do something with this. I want to say, <clears throat> have, um, talk about really a, you know, before it sank beneath the sea. And so say I would do research and, and go, you know, oh, well, how did that happen? Um, there had been a, a battle and this alien deity Cthulhu had lost the battle. And, you know, and once again, this is all fiction. <laughs> so, you know, I don't want to get any, any mail from, you know, either side of that uh, conversation, right? You know, how dare you say it's just fiction? Or, um, you know, how dare you involve yourself in um, alternative religion? It's like, no, it's, it's fiction. One... Uh, current recent exploration was done by Alan Moore and it had this um, how I took it was that Rillier was this imagined place and it's kind of you know say that it's existing within us and I appreciated that and say it wasn't it like say what Alan Moore did wasn't isn't where I'm at, you know, and that it's a different, uh, a different avenue, different interests. 
it gets into say uh, you know sexuality. It gets into that. It gets into um, yeah. It's very much say you know like you can. <laughs> I'm very glad that Alan Moore does fiction. <laughs> you know because uh, there it is. The word is sublimation, right? Because I go, wow. If uh, you know if Alan, you know Alan Moore, if he didn't have wasn't able to sublimate i can't i can imagine you know the sort of um the trouble that uh i think it it sort of say it it, is in a way that it's like much like lovecraft say being able to express this stuff but alan moore seems say to take it in this way that even lovecraft uh couldn't or wouldn't go and maybe did but say would destroy it right or just sort of show it with friends or maybe just even hide it right the stuff that we never saw that lovecraft wrote right you know, you know it's like oh <laughs> yeah this is and to you know but say back then right you go, we can't publish this whereas alan moore now can do that and uh it's it's better than um not getting this stuff out and uh I, it seems to be that part of that process of sublimation, though, also is that it is received, right? It is seen, experienced, read, not so much experienced, but say in the, um, in the imaginary, right? That it's theatrical. Uh, and, and moving on, others, others have explored Lovecraft's work. But say Alan Moore is, say, someone who's in a way taken us there again. There's been, um, I think, a board game. And in passing, I mentioned that role-playing game, Call of Cthulhu. Um, At least one, I searched around, but I think there's only one, um, what are called modules, uh, or say adventures that you play. And there was only one that I, I could find that actually had the island of Rillier. And of course, you, you know, you don't have to rely on that. You can, you, you, know, you can go off and you, you can do that yourself. Um, and I've spent time, you know, mapping, exploring, um, thinking about it. Uh, it seems to be a yearly endeavor and that say I will return and maybe say set it up as a um, choose your own adventure in really a, and somebody in the audience is like, I want that. I want that right now. Give that to me. Um, I'm, I'm probably living it. <laughs> say it's, it's a way for me to make sense of uh, this uh, mental health journey and to mental health rather than, you know, mental illness really is, is definitely a, a place of mental illness, right? You know, here's this horrible thing submerged, um, and yet it is a part of, you know, us. Um, it's, it's the stuff that we can't, uh, can't, won't, probably should not. I would even go, we, you know, it's, it's not a good idea. Um, taboo, but taboo in the sense of it's, you know, these are good things <laughs> not to do, right? Um, uh, and yet it, and yet it's there and yet it's there. And, uh, what, what do we do with that? And, uh, how do we also too that say, you know, especially say things that are threatening to overwhelm, uh, impulses, impulses and drives, you know, that are not are not conducive to civilization or, you know, etc. Okay. So, so I, I returned to really, I, I returned uh, to this, uh, this setting, this Island like setting. Um, most recently it's that say a character washes up on the shore and then they begin to explore, uh, I, in the past, I've gone back to um, the text. So I'd go back to this short story 
um, and say map it out from there. Like I mentioned, the citadel, right? So there's this sort of tower at the center of uh, of the island. So you know that can be seen and others and and thinking, okay, well, what would that? And I've had conversations, um, uh, Jeff, uh, old coworker. I think we're still friends. <laughs> and uh, uh, what is it? Sort of the binding glue is, is that that sort of conversation of, uh, well, you know, what is that thing, right? And uh, perhaps to a translation of, you say, you know, an examination of, say, we, we cannot talk about, um, say, how do you translate that? You know, the stuff that you're not supposed to be doing, um, but it's still there. And then um, to kind of, you know, vent, right? Not, not that it's a couple of people who are, you know, walking time bombs. But in a sense, it's, it's better to be looking at people that way and, and to, you know, say, be acknowledging that. Um, right. Okay, so the island... What I wanted to do in, in, say, what I've written, exploring it, uh, and to what happens is I'll go every year, I'll go and I'll return to Rillier, right? And I'll be thinking about it and, and in a way, in my own way, uh, exploring it. But of course, it's, it, it goes beyond. It's not Lovecraft and it's not specifically in the story. And what it is more so for me, um, and to as it spills over into my own work, because I go, you know, in a sense, I go on vacation, I visit Rillier, right? And <laughs> sort of putter around for a while. And, oh, I have to go back, you know, um, I have to, you know, vacation's over, back to quote-unquote reality. And, and I bring back with me this stuff. And in one sense, there's an argument um, I've talked about in other places, garbage in, garbage out. And that say that it's almost like, say, going to somewhere where everybody says, oh, don't go there. And you go there, you know, and you find these antique shops, say, right? Or curiosity shops. And you go in and you find stuff, emporiums, you know, bring it back. Um The option two is not going, but but in my case, and I and I stick to it that it's it's important to go, right? It's important to go to this imaginary island um, that has become that means much more than um, so. In in doing so. That, that say I've experienced, uh, I've experienced a place um, where say you know say weird things are happening, uh, you know sort of these individuals or entities or beings exist, and right away you know spiritual people will get on that and say you know oh you've been traveling the astral plane, and it's like um, <laughs> of my own mind maybe. Uh, one one example would be these kind of brain surgeons or these um into it's a reflection of of the the mental health journey uh encountering these clinical individuals um they're in a situation that is clinical uh i hope that you've you know never had to go to a hospital ever but you know right away as soon as you hit that door it's um, in a weird way, compassion, you know, it, it's sort of like turned down and then clinician or however you would define it is turned up. And, uh, and two, I, I think it's, you know, sort of like you get a better, um, a sort of a more human experience if you're doing something like a walk-in clinic or... Um, that you you know that you have a doctor 
but that, for myself, that doesn't happen. I really can't remember any time that I've been in a hospital where, you know, uh, like say I'm encountering these burned out people and again and again and again, I'm thinking, well, why are you here? Why are you doing this? And, you know, is this sort of like, you know, lost souls or sort of wayward or, you know, why can't you be doing this and, you know, maybe move on, maybe get a different, you know, if it's so terrible, like seriously, that's what's come, that's, you know, I'm going through a tough time. Yeah. Or anybody really, you know, if you, if you're going to the emergency of the hospital and especially taking yourself there, you know, it's, it's pretty desperate and you sort of, yeah. And two, the only thing I can think of is that, you know, they are that way, the clinic, you know, clinical, right? Uh, because they've got to be. And this is sort of backtracking on, on comments I've read and uh, say nurses talking with nurses and, and say, if they don't do that, um, even I, I probably extending to say military, I can remember talking to, I think it was a, um, like in a in a ambulance and uh, ambulance driver and and not driver I mean in the sense but it, you know what do they call it emergency uh, EMT emergency medical team so, anyways you know ambulance driver uh, but that that there has to be this removal uh, and there has to there has to be this distance if they're going to continue, right? Um, in, a, in a sense, it does become, you know, it becomes a job, you know, and it, it's your nine to five. Um, I've heard something similar, say, for police, there's this sort of protective distance. Anyhow, say, you know, some of the, those characters say, you know, in a weird way, they're gems for me because, like, I'll return to this... Um, island quote-unquote and then you know encounter these individuals who are uh, like brain surgeons and they're you know and two i'm not sure if they're wearing these masks but uh the the masks sort of divide up the face and the head in in a kind of way that it, it makes them kind of insect like sort of sectional it's it, and it's um Yeah, it it just sort of changes, changes the sort of the the fa- the facial features are gone, and instead it's like say lines bisected, intersected, and and uh, th- these individuals are operating sort of silently into sort of one part of this island. Most recently, I've looked at the island as, say, um, how can I do it so that there are these different sections of the island. You know, and you go to one and you have one experience, uh, you know, that say the brain, uh, you know, if you were if you were operating on the brain, what would be the different areas? And so doing a little bit of research more on the creative side, though, um, say thinking about, uh, you know, the, hum- the human mind, the brain and, and like uh, one of the things I go through with PTSD is um, besides, you know, being held hostage every day to some degree or another uh, by my past, that, but this question of, well, where's that happening in my mind, in my brain? Like what part of my brain is, is doing that? And is there a way to, to encounter that um, part of my mind and to make it so that um, kind of what like defusing, right? How do I defuse this situation? How do I um, decrease its ownership of me, right? And it's a weird thing. The whole thing is me, and yet, you know, I'm, uh, yeah. And, and so that, that's why I speak of it as this journey to, of you know, towards mental health, sort of constant inquiry. Um, who are these quote-unquote individuals? 
on, you know, in this part of myself. So really a has, you know, at least has a template for the mind, for my mind. And then in communication, speaking of our mind, right? This, you know, our shared uh, mental, you know, capacity, mental health, mental illness. What, what are these parts, um, you know? In a, in a physical sense and then in, in a less physical sense. So on the island, there is, you know, the physical components. And, and I've looked at, say, okay, here's the human brain. Can I arrange the human brain? Like, say, you know, here's a map of the island and then go, here's the cerebral cortex. You know, here's uh, the hemispheres, you know, and here's where certain things happen. I don't know if you've seen it before, but those operations where they have, you know, they're in somebody's brain and uh, they are um, stimulated, may- stimulating maybe, like uh, like a little bit of electricity into an area of a, of a brain and then the person is responding and saying how they feel, right? Emotions or sensations, memories even, that are stimulated. And so, okay, well, where does that happen? Um, once again, though, it, that's on the periphery, and, and I'm using it more as a um, sounding board sort of inspiration. I get more sucked into the, uh, the actual, sort of like, the, not the actual, but the, the fictional. And, and I like say, I'm curious about these brain surgeons. It's weird from an external point of view. Like, say, when I'm thinking about it, I'm going, this is strange stuff. But it, it makes sense. Say, it makes sense to me as I'm working on it and, say, sitting down with this scene. These characters are, you know, from my own subconscious. Um, you know, a product of... Um, they don't occur in, you know, say, you know, a, you know, Alan Moore's, you know, he doesn't, ha- you know, it's not from him. It's not from, you know, Lovecraft's. Um, as far as I know, there's only one kind of individual in, on Lovecraft's island. Uh, Lovecraft's really, a, and that's the alien deity, Cthulhu. Okay. Uh, as I've explored the island, there's, Places that that are from more so from uh, Lovecraft, like say questions, like say, oh well, there was this war, so you know, couldn't there be kind of like huge hibernation tanks for these individuals and that like you know the larger version? Um, I think they're called Cthulhu Spawn, and that might be something that say a later author imitator. Uh, contributor uh, created. So I have sort of smaller versions of uh, Cthulhu, right? And they're sleeping in these tanks. In in a, in a way, it it would be like I mentioned to choose your own adventure, and so you know, oh, you know, okay, I choose to go down this way, and I find myself in this one of these sleeping chambers, uh, kind of you know, a bedroom, a boudoir, right? But it's, um, it's like the uh, Ridley Scott, you know, alien kind of situation. And it's, you know, slimy and, you know, slimy and dark and dripping and um, oppressive. Even, a, even in a hygienic sense, right? It's just crawling with, you know, who knows what. Um, questions, like, say, about maybe this island is more like a continent. Like, say, maybe we're only getting the, the tip. We're seeing the most, the highest point of, of, like, a mountain, you know, but most of it is submersed. And so I've I've had, you know, characters question, like, oh, what's down there, you know? And that that was one of the options was taking a swim and uh, 
yeah, sort of seeing, you know, is there caves down there? What lives down there? One one of the, um, say, side characters or um, situations was, it, it was cults. And uh, also, too, there was this notion of, say, uh, with the with the kind of expansionist colonial uh, look, right at sort of say um, that there are that there are these outer influences, you know. Once again, sublimation, right at that sort of um, that th- th- there's situations outside our sphere. Oh, we don't do that; they do that. Even within, say, a European context, you know, each country, and even within those countries, there's all this finger pointing, and you know, oh well, like um, I can I can remember going to France and being on the train, leaving Paris, and and people, you know, a conversation, getting into a conversation, and and people saying, you know, the Parisians are crazy, and I'm going, but you're French, <laughs> and and but the same thing happens here. And the same thing happens everywhere, right? That these, there are these divisions. Um, here, one of the divisions is, uh, you know, if, if you live on the island, right? If you live on the island and you sort of, the people on the mainland are crazy. I like, I, I like how that has surfaced, right? The word crazy. Um, and, and what does that mean? Uh, I've mentioned it before that it, it's, it's, is it ableist? It's, say, it's ableist. Um, and, and two, that there's this potential. Everybody has the potential of, of becoming, like, you know, mentally ill. And I think that also that we have to, you know, in order to cope and get through. And, and two, this is one context I'm not speaking of neurodiversity um, and, and speaking more of, say, uh, trauma, uh, situations that say, you know, your life is going, you know, okay, you're functioning, and then everything, you know, fell apart. And uh, the, this, you know, say, process of, do you put it back together the same way or... Do you, you know, do you expand? Do you make it better? Do you, you know, become flexible going, you know, oh, hey, this situation might happen again. Uh, an example would be something like, say, you know, uh, the death of a loved one, uh, you know, the end of some form of relationship, um, a, a breakup, a divorce, uh, some form of stability, Right, losing that stability, and then and realizing that, in a sense, it was never stable to begin with, um, and that there's this deeper instability at, at work. Are we going to go there? Are we going to address? This gets back to really a lot of the times we're dealing with symptoms and we're not dealing with the cause, and as soon as as soon as we, it's and it's so difficult. Right, you know, turning away from you know not not turning away from the symptoms, but say like addressing at a deeper level, going this is where the symptoms are, you know, this is this is what the cause is. Just looking out the window at this um, plastic sheet <laughs> that is at my window, and it it's got this translucent quality and. It's a windy day, and the sheet has decided to move up against the window in this creepy way, right? It's almost like that. It's sort of like, you know, slapping and, and sort of like, you know, hey, like a kind of, <laughs> you know, hey, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. I'm the cause. I'm the cause. Um, right. Okay. So how are we doing for time? All right, so we've passed the midpoint and everything is nice and rosy and everything. Uh, going down to the crisis of this episode, uh, 
if you do it three act structure, uh, that into it would get back to this garbage in and garbage out that that focusing and putting one's attention on a sublimation, uh, you know, this um, sublimative, this this sort of act of getting this stuff out that rather than, say, doing that and moving on, um, like, say, in, in my case, it's, it seems yearly, right, that sort of I'm, I'm getting into a mood, a kind of winter mood or sort of post-winter mood, um, and bef- before the spring can arrive that, you know, I'm, I'm struggling and that I'll, I will find myself sort of um, obsessing. I don't know about you, like say if you're writing some kind of creative venture, uh, but um, in my case, it's it's obsessive, and that it, it's it's a way of addressing, say, symptoms and and causes. Um, I'm I'm not able to do it so much on the outside. Whereas on the inside, and it makes sense, right? It's inside work. Um, you know, it, it's a work of the mind. Um, it's, it's a work of the imagination. So it, make, it makes sense that it would be internal. But I, I guess the critique would be, you know, yeah, but it's not fixing the problem. It, it's just, you know... It's just making it so that you could, you know, you, f- you can function. You can get through some kind of difficult time. Um, why not, you know, heal from it 100%? You know, why not create some kind of structure um, so that, you know, you don't have to return to this imaginary place, uh, which really is quite grotesque and... Um, you know, at its, at its, uh, I want to say worst, but the thing too is that it, it it's it's an imaginary, and that's that's the saving grace as far as that goes for me. Let's say, it's not um, it's not a lived, it's not reality, and. So I don't have a problem with say a, you know say it's a, on a cycle and it's you know okay every year I've got to go through this thing, I'd much rather that than um, without right that there was no way to express myself and there was no way to explore you know this imaginary place. So the so the crisis just jumping back in my mind okay what is crisis and it's that the protagonist's ego is keeping keeping the protagonist from being able to so it's want versus need um yeah and you know holding oneself back from from actually moving forward in, in the yearly cycle. <laughs> oh, you'll be back, buddy. You'll be back. Uh, the, 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 the crisis then would be that, well, the, the crisis is partly that, you know, it's not, it's not dealing with, with the, the actual cause you know, say the, the, the problem, uh, the root of the problem, right? It's just dealing with the branches at the top. And, you know, every year, right, the thing comes back. doesn't matter if you cut the whole thing down. You know, it's, it returns. Does it actually, does it actually address the, the roots of the problem? And, and I and I guess that's it. There's like sub sublimation, you know. It, it's it's, you know, venting, um, but it is actually not going deep. The the fiction, the original fiction, Lovecraft's fiction, uh, it 
it doesn't make a study of it. it. You know, it's not sort of going into, you know, it's like, you know, archetypes. It's not going into, you know, a Jungian analysis. Uh, it's not concerned with that. Um, it's, it's a fiction. You know, it's a, it's a fiction. It's a fairy tale. It's amusing. No, is it amusing? It amuses some people, I think. The, thing, the weird thing, too, is that I'll bet most people have not actually gone and, and read it. And it's more, say, the imagery, right? The imagery and the art. Um, it's not something that you would expect to see these days. Some people do do, you know, do do uh, uh, purple prose. Uh, and I'm just thinking of one person. It's weird. I, let's say I remember one guy... And he was he was doing uh, gothic romances, and uh, there's a whole bunch of things that I loved about it, right? But he was doing straight up like you know nineteenth century, uh, you know gothic, um, and and there's this whole I want to say mm, coda is not the right word, but there's this whole sort of you know you've got to you know have your your you know haunted mansion, um, but you know but it's not haunted. It's more like a, this angst and expressionism, with sort of this symbolism, right? You know, there's the dark mansion, lightning flashing, uh, very sort of dark, dour, um, haunted in quotation marks. I've sort of lost my thread just a little bit, but but in returning to say crisis, the crisis point of this episode. And, and and that it's not addressing the actual um, cause. Um, what, it, what it is doing is it's sort of, say, creating the opportunity to, to address the cause. There have been a lot of, uh, you know, critiques and et cetera, et cetera, um, of... Call of Cthulhu, the short story, um, all of the writing. Um, I think I think it's an important conversation, but say that gets us closer to the cause. And and in that context, that it's important. Let's see. I I like yeah. Sorry, that it would be. It would be great to have Call of the Cthulhu with um, with footnotes, annotations that that say that you can read the short story, and then you but you could also have this analysis going on and this conversation about uh, the also to cl- say colonialism. I would say closer to colonial colonialism talking about that, talking about, uh, you know, this is, you know, it's, it's still, it's rolling off of, you know, the Victorian ideal. And, you know, that alone is, is messed up as far as um, suppressing the drive to eroticize, right? You know, <laughs> you, you can do certain things, you know, in your, you know, in your clothing, your in your in your bondage outfits, right? Um, which is an interesting way to describe, uh, you know, male female uh, wardrobe uh, choices, fashion statements, uh, and too, you know, that there's this whole mating ritual always, of course, to the whole thing, but at the same time, that. Um, it, it it speaks to the it speaks to sort of say anyways you sort of say you know self self definition um the definition of the people and and this almost like say self oppression right in order to define oneself and and, and one's identity um you know, creating this separation between uh, each other, right? You know, 
I am not you. <laughs> I am not them. <laughs> I am me. And yet at, at the same time we're going, you know, and yet, you know, we are, you know, we are part of this social group, this generational group. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, what a, what a mess. And here we have our psyche. Yeah, so, so the crisis, um, the crisis then is that there's this invitation for myself, you know, it's a, it's sort of like, you know, arrive, I'm there for a bit, and then I leave. I don't stay. Uh, perhaps then it's, it's about, it's about, say, um, do you stay? Do you get to that, to a point where you're going, I'm going to, I'm going to work on, you know, this, the root, right? The root cause, right? I'm going to, I'm going to tackle it. Um, I, and two, I'd like to say that I, that I do and I have, and, um, and, and yet it, it's almost impossible to say, well, and two, I haven't. You know, I, I don't, I want to say that I can't, but um, I'm not entirely sure, say, what, what that would, what would that would entail. Maybe that's why, say, we have works of art and we have people who, who do go that route. And there's almost a feeling, I don't know about you, but I, I get a, a feeling from, say, horror, um, horror authors that they're working on, you know, profoundly disturbing stuff personally. And, you know, that they're, they're getting something out of it, but... It's it's cyclic. They're constantly returning, and returning and returning, and perhaps at some point, there's, you know, they're they're being able to work through uh, what they're dealing with. Uh, we're in the third act, approaching the climax of this episode, and. This is to say that the island is not one note. So my version of Relier is not Relier. And there are parts of the mind that are not preoccupied with, you know, <laughs> the reptilian brain, right? Or, or whatever, um, you know, say, deeply disturbing stuff. And uh, myself with PTSD, I've I've got coping mechanisms, and um, the, and two, they, those are and, and I'm I'm not speaking from an expert. I'm just from a personal level that the, that those are very old. They feel like um, like sort of like the hard wiring and and, and very simple. Um, logic gates, right, or um, say decisions, and yeah, they're very old. But also in my own existence, that say for the for the software, that there are these uh, sort of fail safes. But but it's it's not one note. Right there, it's a plethora. There's all kinds of emotions, um, and and so in that sense, say Relié as cycle. I'm sorry, <laughs> Relié as island, uh, Relié as psyche. There we go. That it's that's an imperfect, um, yeah. And so it's sort of like say it's a starting place, or it's kind of let's go to the most sort of disturbing, um, but it's, it's not the entirety, right? So that, you know, it's a, it's a bandwidth of emotional and experience and sensation, um, the human mind. So it's, it's, it's not enough for me. 
um, I, I sort of have, you know, worked with, lived with the notion of this island into being interested in it because it's not something that is contemporary. I'm sorry, that's not quite right. In, say, the surrounding that I grew up, there wasn't really something like that. Really, it was in, a, in, in its own kind of space. You, you could throw all the horror, you know, movies and, 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 you know, books and art. You could throw that all together and say, well, okay, well, that's, you know, that's our sort of gross, um, yucky stuff that we've got going on inside of ourselves. Uh, that gets us close to the, the you know, sort of the cause of of our you know the cause of our problems. Um, and it's a weird thing too that it's there for a purpose. There's there for a reason, you know that this monstrous side uh, of ourselves that um, it, it's sort of like say the oldest part of the computer right that makes us up and you know really sort of you know bestial stuff we have all the pretty stuff on the top or you know and then um but underneath it you know you get into the sort of the very sort of basic sort of you know cave um cave dwelling prehistoric wiring and coding that makes you know makes the whole thing work you know, it's that it's it's built on the primitive. Um, you know, it's, you don't, you know, you, you can't have one without the other. So, as as the clock ticks down, yeah. So this this island for me, it's it's not just like say I, you know in going there. There's also it's also these amazing places. Um, and, and it's, it's something that has made its way into, like say, I have a, I have a version of, uh, really a, um, but also say, I'm not announcing it. I'm not saying this is really, because it's not, uh, there's an homage in one sense, but it's more, um, like I was mentioning, it's more that it, it's a component. Right. And, um, you know, one does not work without the other. Um, you know, it, it, it's sort of like, say, this kind of veiled barbarism. You know, sort of we, we put it away. Uh, we sort of say, we, we attempt to forget about it. Um, you know, we're not going to be that way. But we could. Uh, <laughs> And two, it's like, you know, looking at each other across a crowded room and going, you know, it's like, oh, you're, you're a veiled barbarian as well. Um, sort of like, say, you know, Conan the Barbarian, these sort of, you know, this oddly humorous moments. You know, how, how does Conan the Barbarian, how can Conan the Barbarian be a human being? But that's exactly what a human being is. Um, there's, you know, there's a lethal quality, uh, and we're, you know, we're careful to distinguish. And so, this is my sort of observation, and that we sort of, you know, divide children from from that. And, and yet, we have this experience of adults where where there is this, you know, this monstrous right that children <laughs> children are growing towards this, uh, you know, monstrosity. Um, and then of course the response is, you know, what are you talking about? No, you know, I'm, I'm nice. Everybody's nice. Well, there we go. Uh, if you, if you're new to Relier, you know, I guess the thing to leave you with is that it's not, it's not everything, right? It's, it's a side of the island of experience. Um, but it's, it's not the whole thing. And uh, if you just walk a little bit farther, if you just go down the beach there, you know, there's nice tropical trees and, you know, sand and, you know, you can, you can get a tan down that way. And then if you go around the other way, there's, there's a bit of Avalon and all kinds of other stuff happening on, the, on this island. 
And uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's, yeah, take heart, take heart, explore. Um, and uh, ultimately, ultimately yeah, let's, let's be creative. All right, take care.